Welcome back. I'm Linda Tupin, and this is Common Sense Choices, episode number two. It's called a crease in the piece of paper. Another word for that is programming. Well, I am so excited. I have to tell you that if I'd known this school would be this much fun, I'd have done this a long time ago. You guys were wonderful. I loved reading all your comments. So energy giving, so positive. Many of you being incredibly transparent, sharing with everybody some of the important choices that you've been making in the past few days and weeks and months that's going to make a better you. And in essence, then that becomes a better world. And that's part of our mission here on Common Sense Choices. Well, thank you for choosing to click play. That is a choice that you made. God gave you 168 hours this week. That's 10,800 minutes. How you spend that time is what you get out of your life. And you, on your own free will, clicked play. And you offered to give me a few minutes of your life, allowing me in your head and allowing me to spend time with you. And I take that very seriously, you guys. I do, because our life is incredibly valuable. And you have a lot of choices out there. So thank you so much. Some of you may be driving the car. If you are, hands but nine and two, eyes on the road, sit back, take a deep cleansing breath and enjoy the journey. Some of you may be washing dishes or working around your home or running kids. Um, and, and just thank you. Uh, it's fun to hang out with you all. This is a vlog, which is a combination of a video and a blog and a podcast. Um, but basically, it's just me hanging out with you and you hanging out with me. That's what it is. So thank you all so much. You guys were so fun. Um, I want to give some shout outs to our winners from last week. Anytime that you share um, this recording, you're automatically entered into a drawing. And if you comment, you're entered into a drawing. And so our first winner for week number one is Deborah Brewer. Congratulations, Deborah. You're going to be getting some fun things from our Common Sense store. <laughs> and you can find that store, which is called Stuff You Didn't Know You Needed, over at lindatupin.com. And you can also register over there to get all the podcasts on email and text. And that way you don't miss a thing. And I want to give another shout out today to... Our very first person who signed up on my website, Angie Henson, and the reason, I don't know you, Angie, but I, I'm so proud of you because you actually found the website before it was out for the public, and you went ahead and registered. Uh, my wonderful web designer, Brian, messaged me, and he goes, Linda, you already have somebody registering for your site. It wasn't even up yet. And so thank you, Angie. You were number one old. <laughs> so anyway, just head over there, click sign up, give us your text information, email information. We'll make sure that you never miss an episode. Did you guys like the little mailbox segment where I was running down to the mailbox to get the mail and uh, was reading your comments? <laughs> That was so fun. I love that. So be sure and comment because I may give you a shout out on my very next episode. That was fun. I love it. You know, if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. And uh, this is already a blast. Well, thank you for doing your homework. So after every episode, you're going to get some homework. The first episode was about choices. Um, in fact, there's my seven foot piece of art. Let's just go ahead and say the words together because it's our mantra. I am where I am by the choices I have made, or I have allowed others to make for me. So let's say it again. I am where I am by the choices I've made, or I've allowed others to make for me. So deep cleansing breath in, personal responsibility. If we want to change our life, we have to change our choices. And in order to change our choices, we have to begin to change our thoughts. And that's the, that's the purpose of this particular episode. It's called Creasing the Piece of Paper, which is about how we were programmed. We came to earth unprogrammed. We came, we were born unprogrammed. Um, and so anyway, so that's our topic today. And, but let's go back to your homework. I ask you to begin to journal 
And I know some of you went looking for the little notebook that I talked about in the first episode. We had some technical difficulties, okay? Getting the right company to do the right notebook that I really wanted to make available to all of you. So just be patient. There are some cute hoodies over there. There's some cute t-shirts. There's some cute coffee mugs. All the stuff that you didn't know you needed would be fun for Christmas gifts. Just head over to lindatupin.com. Click the button, stuff you didn't know you needed. So your homework... Um, was about beginning to journal some, just a few of the 35,000 choices that you make a day. I know somebody commented in the last episode, no wonder I'm tired. I didn't know I was making 35,000 choices a day. <laughs> so no kidding. No wonder you guys are tired. That's a lot of work. But if you, if you begin to journal some of the more important ones, the ones that serve you well, and maybe some that maybe aren't serving you well, then we can begin to make a positive difference in ourselves. And when we make a positive difference in ourselves, we can make a positive difference in our families, our communities, our churches, our schools, and our, uh, our world in general. So it all starts first and foremost with us. So continue to journal, continue to write down and be cognizant of those decisions that you're making, those choices. Um, and just be grateful that God has gifted you 168 hours this week. That's 10,800 minutes. What you spend with that time is what you're getting out of your life. And we want it to count. So any activity that you participate in is taking time away from something else. You guys, you're making a trade-off with this gift that you have that's been given you called life, and you're giving it to this activity. So be start becoming aware of what you're spending your time on and your spending and, and choices that you're making. So I'm going to go ahead and give you your second homework assignment because that'll kind of set us up for our episode today. I've got my timer on. I, I'm telling you, I get up on my stories and then this thing gets too long. So anyway, your homework today is I want you to begin to journal the media influences that you are allowing in your life. So it may be apps, it might be podcasts, it might be legacy media, cable news, whatever, whatever place that you're getting fed information about the world. I want you to start to become aware of how much you're allowing in. How do you feel after you read or listen to it? And, you know, what are you doing to kind of protect your thoughts? Because guys, we all have to be informed, but when something is programming you 24 seven a day, that becomes very, very unhealthy. And that's very alarming. And I'll spend some time talking about that with you today because mental health is everything, you guys. Um, I'm sure that you're seeing what I'm seeing. I'm talking with people in the mental health field, doctors, nurses, teachers right now, uh, the collateral damage of everything that went on in the past two years is just now starting to show up. And most of those people are saying this is the tip of the iceberg. The number of suicides, uh, isolation, depression, anxiety, drug addiction, drug overdose, the numbers, people have never seen such numbers. And so we, we're going to look today a little bit at the root of where did all that come from? Well, clearly it came from decisions that were made regarding um, the virus when it first came on the scene. And I think most government officials now realize that those were uh, very serious and they had very serious consequences and, you know, cures cannot be worse than the disease. And so uh, everything required a delicate balance and people weren't really weren't prepared for it. I give a lot of grace to a lot of people uh, early in that whole episode because, you know, they'd never been here before, done this before. And so we were now picking up the damage of that. So our homework is to start to become aware. So again, journal your media influences. 
What are you listening to? What are you reading? How long, how much time are you dedicating uh, your life to world events? And, and uh, then how do you feel after that's over? So that's going to be your homework. But again, continue to monitor all the choices that you're making in your life. But because our episode is called The Crease in the Piece of Paper, um, we're going to start with uh, my phone. My phone is, it was programmed. Okay, someone taught my phone how to operate, how to think. When I purchased my phone, you purchased your phone, we taught it how to interact with us, what notifications, what sounds, et cetera, that's programming. So when we were born, we were actually taught how to think, okay? And we were taught how to think by the people who raised us, who were allowed in our space, who uh, uh, allowed us to watch certain movies, certain TV shows, certain books, read certain books, et cetera. It's all programming. And so that's why being a parent is such an important job because you're literally creating the foundation of a human being, how they view the world, how they view themselves. And so programming uh, begins the moment that you're born because you come unprogrammed. So sitting between our brain, or so I'm sorry, sitting between our ears is our brain. Sitting between our ears is something far more powerful than this iPhone. And it's created by something far superior than this little Apple company down here on planet Earth. And you are programmed. I am programmed. We're all programmed. And we continue to allow things to program us by what we allow in our space, in our head, what messages we allow to continue to be reinforced. It's all a choice at this point. Now, when you were small, it wasn't a choice, but now it is a choice. All right. So a few years ago, I had the privilege of um, watching, I think it was an IMAX show, an IMAX movie about the brains of champions. And basically the concept was that they compared the, your brain to a piece of paper. So when you hear something, it forms a crease in your brain. So if we, you know, if we could peer in our brain, we would see these highways, okay? So where did those highways come from? Those highways carry thoughts. So point A, point B. So you hear something, it, it starts down this pathway. Second time you hear it, then the crease gets stronger, okay? Uh, the third time you hear it, the crease gets even stronger. And so eventually... At this little path becomes highway and then it becomes an interstate and then it begins to operate without really even conscious thought. And so all of us now are just made up of a whole lot of highways in our brain that's carrying thoughts. And how often you've heard a message uh, obviously makes it stronger. It's harder to change it. Uh, for instance, if I folded this crease of paper a number of times, if I were to drop it on the floor right now, it would literally find that crease and fall back to it. And so that's really kind of what happens to us as we go back into old thought patterns. And if you've ever worked with adults trying to change a thought pattern, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's really challenging to change a thought pattern that's been there for, you know, maybe decades. Uh, I found that, first of all, you have to have a new thought to replace the old thought that you're trying to get rid of. And then it requires a lot of prayer a lot of love and a lot of patience. And so it's not, a, it's not an easy task, but a lot of the programming that we are subjected to in the world is by our choice, by who we, who we allow in our head and in our space and, then, and in our brain. So that's what we're going to address right now. 
Now, when I think about the creases in the piece of paper, I think about three types of messaging. First of all, positive, encouraging uh, messages or messages of abundance. Then I think about limiting messages. And then I think about kind of dark, well, actually dark messages. So the first group is very um, encouraging messages, um, very abundant messages. So these would be messages that maybe you heard early in your life. Um, God has certainly given you a lot of gifts. I, I can't wait to see what you do with those gifts. He created you in his image. And so he sent you here with a great purpose. And I can't wait for you to find that purpose and pursue that purpose. And you're going to make a difference here on earth in your lifetime. Or it could be something as simple as try out for the team. You know, don't worry about what your friends think. You know, programming you um, to believe that you have a, a great purpose, that you are capable and that you are worthy and that you are loved. Uh, those are, that's powerful. <laughs> if, if that was your programming, you kind of went out into the world ready to conquer it. Um, and you're, you're probably a risk taker. You, uh, you, you just are very, a very confident person with very high self-esteem and, and you know, you're, uh, you're based um, and principally based. Okay. So the second group of people uh, I would put the or second group of messages, I kind of put that in what I call limiting messages. Uh, I told you in the first episode that I actually grew up in southeastern Kentucky. I actually still live in Kentucky, southeastern Kentucky. And in the county I grew up in, it's one of the heaviest welfare country, uh, counties in the country. So there's a lot of poverty and there's a lot of welfare mentality there as well. And so you may have heard messages uh, in poverty that sound something like this. You know, people like us don't have stuff like that. Who do you think you are? Don't get above your raising. You know, be happy with what you've got. Now, you might be thinking, but Linda, that's really humility. That's being grateful. And, and, and that's true. That's true. And, and that's coming from a really good place. But it's also not, hey, go follow your dreams. Get outside your comfort zone. You know, go conquer the world. So I call that limiting messages. Now, the third type of message is dark. And it hurts my heart because I know that a, a large number of people listening under the sound of my voice right now may have heard some of this messaging. And it sounds like this. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're worthless. You're never going to make mount to nothing. And if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. And so that's very dark and it's very harmful. And it is born out of ignorance and it's born out of, of conditioning and programming into that person's life that's sent it on to you. And unfortunately, it begins to cycle between generations. And so one of the things that gives me the most hope about the world in general is I know the power of words. I know that words are the greatest weapon on earth for good and evil. It is my prayer that the words that I use in this podcast are words of good and that they have a positive ripple effect out in the world that people grab a hold of those words and it gives them hope and it gives them courage to make some positive, wonderful changes in their life and to see that their life has enormous value you and the and and enormous worth and so um anyway so what happens to us as adults you guys when we hear especially dark messages is sometimes those messages were actually spoken to people um they were spoken by someone who actually loves you that sacrifice for you or would maybe even take a bullet for you and that's where it gets kind of really confusing, I think, for adult men and women. It's like separating like 
oh my gosh, this person said some pretty harmful things that's not serving me well, maybe even holding me back. But at the same time, I know that this person like has sacrificed enormously for me. And so there is a person who came into my life in the 1990s who I will be forever grateful. And you're going to actually get to meet her on an upcoming episode here in the next couple of weeks. Her name is Pat Pearson. She's an author of several books and she also has a podcast. And Pat talked a lot in her books about uh, self-sabotage and deserve level, but she taught this thing that I'm going to share with you that honestly has made the biggest difference in so many people's lives. And if you don't get anything from my podcast today, I hope this is what you get from my podcast today is it is possible. She said for you as a human being to love a messenger and throw away the message. So I want to repeat that. It is possible for you to love a messenger and throw away the message. And I hope that just felt like someone took the weight of the world off of you. For some of you who have been carrying this conflict in your soul, maybe for a long, long time, that this person may be out of ignorance. Somebody said something to them when they were growing up. So they just kept saying it over and over again. Um, and that, that you can still love them but you can throw away their message. And I also want to say to all of you that, you know, we're often taught that you can be the person that breaks the cycle of abuse or um, just some of this bad programming. You can be the person that breaks that cycle in a generation. And in essence, what you're doing is you're changing generations of people that haven't been born. I want you to wrap your brain around what I just said. You have the power with your positive actions, with your healthy mental habits to literally begin to change generations of people that have not been born because you said no to this way of thinking and you embraced a different line of thinking. I don't know, that just brings tears to my eyes to think about how much power that God has gifted you to make a positive difference in this world. So anyway, so I want to share with you um, a couple of little things that I do with the crease in the piece of paper. These are very elementary and I hope that this will serve you well. Um, it, it certainly did me. And so um, I built a, a sales business for over 38 years. And, and for the first two decades, we didn't have internet or very limited internet and we didn't have sell. So in order to talk to people or, or visit them or to work with them, you had to get in the car and you had to travel and go. And so I would put, you know, 50, 60,000 miles a year on a car to do my business. And so what ended up happening is you just get bored, okay? And so you'd come up on an exit and you'd think, oh, I think I need something to drink or, oh, I think I need, you know, something to eat. Well, you weren't hungry and you, you weren't hungry and you weren't thirsty, you were bored. And so what I did, once I understood the crease in a piece of paper concept, I began to carry a piece of paper in my car. And so as I would come up on an exit and I could kind of feel this thought pattern in my brain starting to go back into something that doesn't serve me well, I would literally pick up my piece of paper and say, that thought doesn't serve me. That thought doesn't serve me. That thought doesn't serve me. As I crease the piece of paper back and forth, back and forth, that thought doesn't serve me until I pass the exit. Okay. And then it's too late. <laughs> okay. So I didn't need any food. What I needed was something to occupy my thoughts. And so I needed a new thought. I should have just put in a cassette or a CD or today, of course, uh, you would just 
turn on a podcast like Linda Tupin and listen to that. So that that gives your brain something to do and some new thoughts and you get rid of that old thought. So that's just an elementary way of using the crease in the piece of paper. So I want to tell you a, a quick story here about my grandma. My grandma was born in the Great Depression. She raised her family in the Great Depression. And so um, she passed in the early 2000s. And one of my last remembrances of my grandma was uh, going to, out to dinner together. Now, she didn't really ever, I mean, that wasn't part of her natural lifestyles to go out and eat. And so we were actually at Ruby Tuesdays off the South London exit off of I-75. I remember where we were when we were finishing the meal and she asked the waitress for a to-go box. And I remember like glancing around the table and thinking, she just asked for a to-go box for two French fries. And I thought, wow. So why did my grandma ask for a to-go box for two French fries? Because something happened early in her life that was so dramatic, so dramatic, that it changed her thought patterns and completely changed the way she lived her life forever until the day she died because it was so intense. Now, we, we don't have anything compared to the Great Depression. So quit comparing anything in your life to the Great Depression, all right? enormous poverty. There wasn't social safety nets that we enjoy today. There's nobody printing $600 checks each week and mailing them to you to stay home at Netflix. That was not what the Great Depression was like. And so she understood what it was like not to have anything and to be hungry. And so that crease in her piece of paper never left. I mean, she was in her 90s. It never left. And so it has been my concern during the past two years that we have some creases that are forming in brains that's happened during the programming that's been going on for these past two years. And there will be people who never recover. Now, I've kind of been joking about people <laughs> telling people that, you know, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, your great grandchildren are going to say, never my grandma or never my grandpa. They're like that because they lived through COVID. Okay, that's kind of funny, but it's not funny. I mean, for some people, this has been an unsustainable level of programming. So, um, so I want to, that's why you have a homework assignment is to begin to monitor your media and how much you're listening to and what you're doing with that information, because it's so very intense. And so, um, one of the things that I found that helped me, and so this is just a suggestion, is I stopped listening to the news. Now, I haven't listened to cable news since 2008, but I began to read my news. So there's something different emotionally that happens to you when you don't, when you don't hear it, but you read it. So like right now, if I went in your house and the cable news was on uh, your TV, or I went in your business and the cable news was on, I would almost feel like, I was being poisoned. That's, that's the emotional reaction I have because I'm so detoxed from it. Uh, just the, the shrillness of it and the intensity of it and the drama of it, you don't get that when you read it, okay? Uh, and so I settled uh, several years ago on um, the Wall Street Journal. I figure these people control all the money in the world. I read that, so that'll be good enough for me. And when you look at the bell curve of 
left, right media. It's sad to say that we have to judge media by left and right. Media should not be left nor right, but we have to do that. Well, it's always kind of in the middle up there at the top of the bell curve. And so I settled on it. Their, their headlines are kind of boring. They don't use a lot of adjectives. I wake up every morning, open my app, pick out a couple articles that I find interesting, either in the U.S. news or the world news. And then I usually read a few of their opinion pieces. And then I turn my app off and I'm done for the day. So that has really, really helped me. So as you're working on your homework, I want you to begin to monitor the media that you're listening to, how much you're listening to, how do you feel after you listen to it? And then um, in future episodes, we will begin to learn how to dilute some messaging so that we can begin to detox some of the negativity that has been going on um, in our spirit uh, for the past two years. Um, there's a root to all of this. There is a root to this division that we're experiencing. There's a root to this ne negativity. And, um, and we might disagree on where it's all coming from, um, but it's real. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can see it. You can see the evidence of it. And as I said in the first episode, I am not going to let a bunch of people divide me from the people that I love. I'm going to look for common ground. I'm going to look to help people become mentally healthy, physically healthy, emotionally and spiritually healthy. And I'm going to uh, do my part to be a better person. And hopefully every, everyone else is doing the same as well. So let's keep track of that media. Let's see what we're listening to and how we feel and what, how we can better adjust that. So anyway, that's your homework. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sharing. There'll be more giveaways next week for those who do. Thank you so much. Go over to lindatupin.com, sign up and, um, Check out uh, information there so that you can get emails and text as well. And as always, micro, this seat right here is for you. I know one day you're going to be on my podcast and I know you're going to recognize me immediately when you meet me that I am your soulmate. <laughs> you guys, start the music. This episode number two, I think they say in the industry is a wrap. 